typically people forget to go back and review. I think the biggest takeaway that I can drive home is check your beneficiaries on all of your accounts regularly because life happens, people pass away. You need to check those beneficiary statements because beneficiaries on qualified plans, doesn't matter which type of qualified plan, will trump the will. Welcome to Her Wealth Matters. If you want to take control of your financial life, then listen up. Our goal is to empower women and their families to conquer any financial challenges on the road to and through retirement. It's time for Her Wealth Matters with financial planner Janine Theus. I actually had one client say, she said, I would never have thought of these things. I go, well, that's the value of an advisor. And here's your host, Walter Storholt. We want to focus the main topic today on inheritance uh, situations. You know, Janine, this is something that a lot of people will face, but typically they'll only face it, you know, once, maybe twice in their lives. And it's not something that you're going to face in the first many, many years of your life. Again, in most situations, it's going to be something that you experience near the tail end of your life. And so that brings to mind some major questions that people probably have about getting inheritance, especially because it's something that, hey, we're not really used to, right? When people come in to meet with you to talk about an inheritance that they're getting, it's not like they have experience to draw on in most cases. Am I barking up the right tree? No, I think you're exactly right. Um, When you look at the big picture that's happening predominantly in the United States, but across the world, we're about to witness the greatest transfer of wealth in all of human history. Um, You've got the silver tsunami, so that's the baby boomer generation that's going to be passing on wealth to the current millennials and 40, 50-year-olds. And that's a a lot of money. We're talking trillions of dollars. And so it's going to flow from the oldest, you know, in the coming, I would say, two decades, really, two and a half, to the younger crowd. And when you look at the stats, Americans are not very well prepared to handle this inheritance. Well, we're making it our mission on today's show to get better prepared for handling an inheritance. So let's dive into the nitty and gritty here, Janine. I think most people worry about taxes and the implications of, uh, of taxes on their money that they're inheriting. So what do they need to know on that front? Well, there are different, uh, I would say, types of money or boxes that money is in. So you have the qualified box, which are all of your IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, those type of employer plans and individual retirement accounts. Those have a different tax code put on them versus inheriting a taxable account, a personal account, or a joint account. Typically, those taxable accounts are part of your, let's say it's your parents, your parents' estate. So what's interesting about those in the form of taxes is whatever the value of those accounts is at the time of death, that's your step up in basis. So if you decide to move the accounts after that point to your own accounts or you're splitting it with siblings, your step up in basis, you're not going to have a lot of taxes unless you wait for quite a long time before you do that. And the accounts have a lot of capital gains in them. For other types of accounts, such as IRAs and 401ks, those are pre-tax accounts, which means the government is going to want the taxes on those accounts. And you will be paying ordinary income taxes if you take, you know, if and when you begin to take distributions from those accounts. And what's just passed uh, last fall is a bill called the SECURE Act, which will affect 
everyone who is inheriting money in the future. It, it, it affects those who think they are planning a legacy for their beneficiaries now. Because previously, if you as a child inherited money from a parent, you could then, and it was in an IRA, let's say, you could stretch that money through your lifetime so that you wouldn't pay a significant amount of tax up front. It would happen. It would dribble out over the years. With the SECURE Act, there is a 10-year rule. So you will have to, there is no RMD, required minimum distribution. You're going to have to, you're going to have the choice. You can take it out in years one through nine, but you must take everything out by year 10. So that is going to be a very large tax bill for some people if they don't plan this properly. That's a big change for a lot of people to deal with. That's a major issue that has uh, kind of just occurred for anybody either planning to receive an inheritance or pass it on to the next generation, maybe in the next couple of years. That's going to be one that has kind of rocked the rocked the boat a little bit of the uh, of the estate and legacy planning world, Janine, would that oh, be correct? Oh, absolutely. And a lot of people are not really aware of what this rule is. It is going to change people planning. They're going to have to go back and revisit any trusts that they have as beneficiaries on different uh, accounts. And folks need to understand that you, I have a lot of people that joke, uh, I paid for tuition and I'm not, the kids can, you know, they're not getting anything at the end. And I, I kind of chuckle, but, you know, in the reality is with this new bill or new law, you're going to leave money to th- one of three places, your family, charities, if you decide to donate to charity, or the IRS, because the disgorging of large amounts of money out of these retirement plans is going to be a very big tax bill for your children. And they're called successor beneficiaries in the, in the legal term. Your spouses can stretch the IRAs across their lifetimes, but if you have children as beneficiaries or anyone else as a beneficiary, that is not the case any longer. Disgorging, there's a $5 word that I wasn't <laughs> prepared to hear on today's show. Yes. <laughs> You're just dumping that money out. Yeah, just disgorging <laughs> it all over the place. No, that's fantastic. See, we learn something new every weekend here on the program, and uh, this time around, it's a uh, vocabulary word. So there you go. I like that. Hey, you must have picked that up from the military days. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, there were many opportunities for that. Many chances along the way to use that one. Okay, very, very good. All right, so we're talking about inheritances here and and what to know about them. Give us a high-level view here. What are some common mistakes you see people make with their estates that make things harder for their beneficiaries? Like they're trying to do something right, but they end up just messing it up. What, What are some of the things you've seen? Well, typically people forget to go back and review. I think the, the, the biggest takeaway that I can drive home is check your beneficiaries on all of your accounts regularly because life happens, people pass away. You need to check those beneficiary statements because beneficiaries on qualified plans, doesn't matter which type of qualified plan, will trump the will. And a lot of people forget that or they didn't know it to begin with. And so they put, um, and, and perhaps the attorney didn't tell them that. So they put things in their wills. They, I want to leave XYZ to Johnny and, you know, ABC to Susie. Well, then the reality is, is you've constructed your beneficiary statements differently. And those will trump the will. So that's one of the biggest mistakes I see is that people are not 
really coordinating who their beneficiaries should be. Or they don't, you have a life event or a divorce. If you don't change the beneficiary on your statements, the money may be going to people that you didn't have, you didn't really plan for it to go to. I think those are the most common mistakes. That, that's that's a real common one. You and and also a very simple one. You didn't write the right name down, or it's the wrong name now that you wrote down originally. I mean, that's, yeah, and, that's you know, as basic and, uh, as it gets. Even advisors make this mistake. And my, um, I have a brother that had a friend who was an advisor, and he got divorced, and he didn't change. He was in the process of changing because he got bad news from a doctor. He was young too. And he was in the process of starting mm. to change beneficiaries on life insurance and money accounts. And he died and left the life insurance completely to his second wife, which wow. means his first wife and two children were disinherited. Wow. So it, yeah, it was, it was a really ugly situation. And that should not have happened. He's an advisor. But it that happens to a lot of people because you never know when these events are going to happen. And so when you are, while you are healthy, you should take care of this and get the facts that you need to make sure that the money goes where you intend it to go. Let's flip the coin a little bit here and now talk about common mistakes you see people make after receiving an inheritance. So that was on the, the front side, folks who are leaving an inheritance. But what about those who receive? What are the common mistakes? The most common mistake is the kids that get the money and they happen to be spendthrifts or they, they just uh, literally race right through the money. In fact, when you look at statistics, I think it's 57% of workers you know, have less than $25,000 in their savings and investments. So inheriting a million dollars is a lottery win. And if you don't have the proper attitude to handle money, this is a boon, but it's going to be a very short-lived boon. And depending on when you inherit this money, if you inherit this in your 30s, 40s, or 50s, it really should be a planning tool that allows you to have to be that much farther ahead in your retirement planning, so that you have money to live off, you know, in your later years. But uh, typically, a lot of people do just run right through the money, which is unfortunate. But that is one of the biggest mistakes. So when people are planning inheritances for anyone. They really do need to look at what tools are available if they know they have beneficiaries who are a bit uh, spendthrift so that they can, con it's literally ruling from the grave, but you're controlling how that person is going to have access to the money. Interesting. Yeah. So many different little little things that we need to consider here. And it's just, uh, you got to avoid these mistakes. It really comes down to it. Make good decisions with those funds. And the tough part is we don't have a lot of life experience to draw on to help us get through these big decisions. So we've got to just make sure that we're being very intentional about how we decide these things because you only really get one shot at it in many cases. And it's interesting that a lot of people who receive inheritances, you touched on this, Janine, follow the same path that a lot of lottery winners do. And yes. even if we're not, not talking about hundreds of millions of dollars, but still, even if we're only talking about $100,000 or a couple hundred thousand dollars or something like that, that's life-changing money for many people. But it's also, um, you know, money that can disappear very quickly if you're not careful. Well, and I think people don't really understand, they really don't understand numbers sometimes. So if you inherited $100,000 and you're in your, let's say you're 40, well, you've got 25 years to grow that money till the point at which you are going to retire. That's well over a million dollars done properly. 
And so a million dollars does seem like a lot to a lot of people, but it's really not because if you, you're doing it properly, it's going to spin off $45,000 a year until you pass away if you do it correctly. But most people never hear this because they're not working with an advisor. You see, um, they're just getting the money and they're like, oh, <laughs> I've got an inheritance. <laughs> I won the lottery. <laughs> I'm sure that the advice has some similarities, but also some differences. If it's, let's say, yeah, you're 40 and you're inheriting money versus you're 60 and you're inheriting some funds and now trying to decide right. what to do with those. And I'm sure those are things that you address when people come through the door. But let's say e- either scenario, I'm, I'm on the younger end of the spectrum and I've just received an inheritance or somebody, you know, uh, maybe approaching retirement or even recently retired. What are some important first steps that anybody could take after receiving an inheritance and they're not really sure how to handle it, what to do with it, where to put it, where to go with it? What are some first steps or some tangible things that somebody can do to start going down the right path and not the wrong path? Well, typically it'll take a little while to settle an estate out. So if you know you're getting an inheritance, let it all settle out before you're diving into some plan. Give yourself some space to breathe. Then you really want to find uh, a fiduciary advisor that's going to be a more holistic planner so that they can understand your concerns, your needs, your specific personality, and they can help you then figure out how to invest the money properly so that it lasts your lifetime and potentially is an inheritance for your children. In America, we don't really often think about, in, you know, multi-generational planning, <laughs> which is unfortunate, but that's kind of, that is the case. And so I think people really need to find the proper advisor that can help them look at what money is, you know, explore what is what does money mean to you? Because if the mindset around money is so important when it comes to making money decisions, not just the investment part, but everything else you're going to decide because you, you, you know, received an inheritance. So if you're approaching retirement, you probably have all sorts of questions like this running through your head. How are you going to integrate inheritance with when you should start Social Security? What choices should you make with your Medicare supplements? Maybe should you take a spousal benefit on your pension or not? Can you really retire now? If it's a significant inheritance, that you might be very tempted to do that. Or should you work for another year or two? How will you pay for a nursing home? That's one of the biggest questions I got is what is going to happen down the road with long-term care and nursing care? You know, returns on investments are important, but it's really are important to understand what your expectation of the return is with regard to the risk that you're willing to take because you don't want to take too much risk. You know, are you paying too much in taxes? Are you paying too much in fees? Do you have too much in cash or not enough? Cash sometimes is an emotional cushion. Some people need more than others when it comes to liquidity. Should you downsize to a smaller home or stay where you are? Those are often what people start to ask themselves in their 60s. Uh, especially if their children are living in different states. So all those questions are noise. They're important questions to ask, but when you have 50 that you're trying to answer at the same time, it just becomes noise and there's no impetus to address any of them. So what we want to do is take that noise and turn it into music. So all of these different moving parts need to be moving together in harmony. So your retirement plan is making music and not just noise. 
Making music doesn't happen by accident, and you're going to need a conductor to make the pieces work together, and we can be that conductor for you. And this is what we do for our clients. Nothing happens until you reach out to us, though. And here's the thing, your retirement plan isn't the only thing in your life that's creating noise for you. Everything in your life is noisy, you're busy. So if you don't just go ahead and reach out to us right now, while it's on your mind, you might never do it because there are all these things that will get in your way because there is other noise in your life. So here's the deal. You don't need to make any big decisions today. You don't need to have your calendar in front of you right now. You don't need to know what's in your 401k balance or any other um, investment accounts that you have. All you need to do right now is reach out and let us know that you're tired of the noise and that you want to turn it into music. Well, if you want to get in touch with Janine and take advantage of a complimentary review of your financial plan, you can do that right now by picking up the phone and calling 833-HER-PLAN. That's 833-HER-PLAN. The full number version is 833-437-7526. Janine puts together financial plans that abide by what I like to call the three C's. They are comprehensive, making sure that no stone is left unturned. They are customized, making sure that it's tailored to your unique and individual situation. And the best part of all, you can get a complimentary review as well that uh, makes sure that you get a good look at where you stand financially and what it's going to take to get a financial plan in place that addresses all of those things that Janine just talked about, turning the, the noise in your financial life into music, into harmony, into a symphony, if you will. 833-HER-PLAN is the number to call. That's 833-437-7526. For Janine Theus, I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time on the Her Wealth Matters podcast. The Her Wealth Matters podcast is brought to you by Theus Wealth Advisors, based in Columbia, Maryland, serving Howard County and beyond. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app and never miss an episode. Just search for Her Wealth Matters to find us. You can also visit HerWealthMatters.com for subscribe links to contact Janine Theus and to learn more information about how to best prepare for your financial future. It's HerWealthMatters.com. Thanks for listening to today's show. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.